we're getting close to the 2023 NASCAR playoffs. Who gets in and who doesn't? And we'll look ahead to this weekend's race at Watkins Glen. Track info, ones to watch, and more. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Stage Break. Episode number 21 is underway. My name is Josh, and you're listening to the Stage Break Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome into the show. I'm glad you're here. Hope you enjoy what we have lined up for you today. Well, we're just going to take a minute and review a little bit of the Indy Road Course race this last weekend. First of all, uh, big congratulations to Michael McDowell and him getting his second career win in the Cup Series and did so in a a very dominating fashion, um, just having the dominant car on the track and uh, being able to um, get out there and and really show everybody, I think everyone in the NASCAR world that's watched him and uh, seen him progress and and grow as a driver and as well as the work that they've put in at at Front Row uh, to see them do well. So that was really cool to see, as I've told you guys before, I'm a sucker for, um, you know, like the, uh, not the fairy tale ending kind of things, but like underdog stories and, um, you know, guys that are maybe midfield typically that, that do well and are able to take advantage of the opportunity. That's always fun to watch. And, uh, I think that's not quite what we saw. I think we've seen a lot of improvement out of, uh, the 34 team all season long. So it's not really surprising to see that he got a win. Um, however, I think the thing is that they executed all day and were able to come home with the checkered flag. So congratulations to them. Was it a fluke? No, I don't think it was. Uh, just I think they've been really working really hard and they got everything right. They got the setup right. Uh, the pit crew did their job. Michael did his job behind the wheel. The crew chief did his job making the calls that needed to be made. You know, Spotter helped him out. There are a couple of uh, spots, especially there towards the end where Michael was able to take the lead, um, well, not quite take the lead, get around Daniel Suarez um, for what would be the lead whenever, I think it was Denny Hamlin and Brad Keselowski that were uh, playing a little bit of strategy, staying out long on a run. Um, So uh, through all of that, uh, Michael was able to get around Daniel Suarez whenever they got to a pinch point. I think it was in turn one and uh, was able to take advantage of that and get in front of Daniel and then eventually go ahead and take the lead outright. Um, but anyways, they, they all did their jobs, and uh, it was a great thing. I heard some stuff on the radio this week, um, maybe even saw a little bit of it on social media, just people that were looking at the Indy Road Course race and saying it was boring or they didn't like it, whatever, go back to the Oval, uh, that kind of stuff. And I, I get a little bit of of the fact that we, you know, it'd be cool to see the, the oval race. And I don't know that the Indy road course needs to be taken off to replace the oval unless it were something that would be like every other year or something like that. But, uh, I, I really enjoyed watching the, the road course race. Uh, I think it was really good and enjoyable. I had a lot of action going on. I think the fact that 
there weren't any stage breaks was uh, not a big deal. I think, again, I said this every time, and I'm not going to belabor it, but I think it's a good thing for the road courses. It seems to be working well. I think the big thing is that there were no, I mean, there was a caution, like, what, lap two? But aside from that, that was it. The race went green the rest of the time, and uh, some people are like, man, it just kept going on and on. It's boring, and needed more action. We needed restarts, this, that, and the other. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like it was good for a change. I don't. I'd be curious to know what people think um, on the show post. Let me know if you think it was boring or if you actually enjoyed having a long green flag run to see these drivers uh, be able to play it for the long haul. You know. Let me know. But, I mean, the thing is, I was just trying to think through the race. Yeah, it did go green, but, I mean, you had action all throughout the course at any given time. Uh, you had the, the controversy, obviously the caution up front, but then you had the controversy with uh, Blaney and A.J. Allmendinger, uh, them getting into each other, and then A.J. saying if he gets back to Blaney, he's going to crash him. Um, you had the battle for the lead there towards the end, and the, the way the lap traffic played into that. You had the pit strategies, um, which, you know, if uh, the Daniel Suarez team didn't have the fluke that they had with the car coming down at the air hose, would they have been able to come out the leader and maintain that lead? I don't know. Um, potentially, you know, it's hard, it's hard to say. But uh, the, either way, the, the point is there were lots of different storylines happening during the race without the need for cautions to happen. So... Uh, I don't think we necessarily need cautions in order to have an exciting, entertaining race. I think for a change, it was good, and, and it was nice to be able to have uh, some green green flag racing and, and also just the racing for for the long term. These guys having to execute perfectly. They don't really get a reset button. Um, heard in the, on the radio today even that, uh, um, well, yeah, I was listening to uh, Sirius XM a recording from I think it was Tuesday. Um, Trevor Bain was on the radio with Dave Moody, and Trevor Bain and Michael McDowell are good friends. Uh, Trevor said from he talked to Michael like an hour after the um, after everything at the you know Victory Lane and everything at Indy, and was just saying that he was exhausted. He he was so done, and that was because they didn't get any caution breaks. They didn't they even on a you know you just couldn't had hardly any opportunity to to take a break, to rest, to even get a drink of water because it was a road course. You're always doing something. So, um, you know, it really showed, um, it, it, I think there's just, it was really, it's really a tough race for these drivers. They had to execute the entire time. And, and that was kind of a, a dynamic that we haven't seen in a while. So good to see that, that change. Um, and honestly, it just makes me excited to watch uh, this weekend's race at Watkins Glen, see if it's going to be a repeat See if there's going to be you know very few cautions, if any, or is the aggression going to get hyped up because we're getting closer to the end on playoffs? Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that, but I'm excited to find out. Like it kind of leaves me with some anticipation to see if it's a uh, a similar styled race or if we get something a little bit different. Well, speaking of the playoffs, I put an Instagram post out recently. Uh, that was just kind of like, you know, trying to get some input from people. Didn't get any takers, but it's the post is still there if you want to go and, and leave a comment about what you think about this. I would love to get your opinions and uh, even just kind of share ideas. But uh, the, the post was something along the lines of, you know, who, who's going to get into the playoffs and how? You know, we've got 
as we get close to, closer to the you know the start of the playoffs there's there's three playoff spots remaining at this point there are two races left before the playoffs which means that at the very least one person is going to get into the playoffs on points alone uh, and that's at least if we have two repeat winners then three people are going to get into the playoffs on points well and that's just what we can't know right now but uh, at the very least one person is getting into the playoffs on points so the, the kind of the the idea behind the post is who's going to get in you know who's who do you think is going to get into the playoffs and how are they going to do it so i'm going to give you my predictions and then Obviously, uh, I've been slightly off recently um, on a couple of them. You know, obviously the last two races and and the majority of the races this season, my uh, prediction for who's going to win has not hit. Uh, I think it did once, maybe twice, but either way, not often. And then two, uh, just like a couple episodes ago, I predicted who was going to be our next first time winner, and I said Bryce Keselowski and. I was proven wrong this last weekend when Michael McDowell got the win. So, uh, yeah, yeah, predictions are are just that. They're just predictions. But, you know, it's kind of interesting to think about and and fun to throw out some ideas and, and maybe see if we get it right. So here's my predictions for you. And then go go back to that post on Instagram and leave some comments if you agree, disagree, or just want to share your own ideas about who you think is going to get in and how. But I think we're going to have two things here, two, kind of an interesting dynamic. I think this weekend... At Watkins Glen, we're going to have a repeat winner. I think it lends itself a little bit to that because it's a road course. Although last weekend, would if you just go off of last weekend alone, you can't really go on that. I just think that we're probably going to have a repeat winner between Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, um, Tyler Reddick. I, I think you know, Ross Chastain, whatever. I, I just feel like we're going to have uh, some some repeat winners that are going to be in, uh, big players in the contention to win the race. So I think at the Glen, we're going to have a repeat winner. And then when we get to Daytona, obviously that's a wild card at any given time. But it being the last race before the playoffs, I think the aggression is going to be through the roof. I think we're going to have a number of cautions. The big one's going to happen. And it's going to take out some big contenders and uh, maybe leave behind some people that I uh, just aren't in the playoff picture even that potentially will get a win. So I'm going to say that at Daytona, we're going to have a new winner. So one repeat winner and one new winner, which means that if that is correct, then two people are going to get into the playoffs on points. Now, in the coming episodes, we'll talk about who I think the winners are going to be. And a little bit later, I'll talk about who I think the winner is going to be this weekend at Watkins Glen. But uh, we'll go ahead and talk now about who I think is going to get in on points. And uh, by default, you can kind of eliminate who uh, I, I think is going to win a race here soon. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, this is who I think is going to get in. So I think that the two people that are going to get in on points are going to be Kevin Harvick and Daniel Suarez. Brad Keselowski, obviously right there neck to neck with Kevin Harvick in the playoff picture at the moment. I think that uh, Brad is going to break through here soon. Um, I think he's going to be one of our winners. Obviously, I think he's going to be the the winner at Daytona because he's not a repeat winner. So, um, kind of you know, uh, the the the, the mystery has gone away with. I think Brad Keselowski is going to get the win at Daytona. Um, good good uh, super speedway racer. 
Uh, Ford is really dominant as at Daytona and Talladega. Uh, RFK racing with the momentum that they've had, it kind of makes sense and, and seems like a good, uh, plausible idea. Uh, and and we'll, I think there's maybe some merit to that. So, but we'll have to uh, wait and see how things play out. But either way, he, he's smart. He knows he needs to win, potentially. I mean, that's the only way to solidify your way into the playoffs is to win. Um, he, he's he's good in the points, and he's, he's uh, in contention to get in on points alone. But no one's going to settle for that. They're all going to want the win, and I think, uh, think he's going to do it at Daytona. But then what that means is that uh, Bubba Wallace, who I think right now is currently inside the playoffs by like 23 points, 28 points, something like that, I think uh, he, he's not going to be in the position he's in now two races from now. I don't think he's going to get a win. Uh, didn't show a lot of promise during the road course race at Indy which makes me just kind of translate that over to Watkins Glen. Um, Ty Gibbs, rookie year, I, I don't know. That's a toss-up for him. He's a good race car driver, and anything can happen at Daytona. But again, I, I think the consistency isn't there yet for him. Uh, so then that that's why I bring up Daniel Suarez, because as competitive as he was last weekend, going into another road course this weekend makes me think that he's going to have, at, at the very least, a really good points day. Uh, and that's going to help get him closer and maybe even surpass uh, Bubba Wallace in the playoff picture. Will he get a win? I don't know. He could. You know, he was right there with Michael McDowell and Chase Elliott at Indy. Uh, he'd be a contender for sure. Uh, I think at the very least he's going to be in the picture. Now, how close is he going to be? I don't know. But I think he's going to be uh, going to be watched on Sunday as uh, someone who can maybe walk away with the win. I'm just going to say that he's not going to win, but get in on points. Um, and and that obviously, if Brad Kozlowski gets the win at Daytona, then you're looking for two positions. Um, Kevin Harvick is has a huge lead over Bubba Wallace and uh, Ty Gibbs or Daniel Suarez. So I think he's he's almost a shoe in at this point. I mean, what's the max you can get? Uh, like 60, uh, 60 points. No, what is it? 40, 40 points for the race and then two, uh, 20 more points for the stages. Yeah, so max points would be 60 if you just won both stages and then won the race. Uh, so he's got to be 120 points ahead of the cutoff line, which he is. Uh, so, but nonetheless, the thing is if there's two winners uh, and he or Brad Kozlowski aren't one of them, he's still in the fight with Brad. But if, if Brad or Kevin win, then the other one basically has got it made. So uh, that's, that's kind of the, the way that that plays out, potentially would play out. But the point is this. I, I think Kevin Harvick is probably not going to get the win, but it would probably point his way in, uh, If obviously, if Brad Kozlowski gets the win at Daytona. And then Daniel Suarez, I think, will point his way in as well. So what do you think? Obviously, go back to uh, my Instagram page, find the post, um, one of the more recent ones that's up there. And and, and I'd love for you to get to, to leave a comment. Let me know what you think uh, about who's going to get into the playoffs and how they're going to do it. They're going to get on a win. They're going to get it on points. Who's going to be the wins uh, the next two races? Is it repeat winners, new winners? Let me know. Uh, and, and I'll uh, give you my thoughts on on your take as well. Uh, really would appreciate the uh, the interaction. It's, I enjoy it, and I hope you guys do too. 
Uh, so go check out that that Instagram post. Let me know who you think is going to get into the playoffs. Let's wrap up the show today by looking ahead to this weekend's race, the Gold Bowling at the Glen. Uh, it's a 90-lap race. Stage 1 will end at lap 20. Stage 2 will be another 20-lap stage, ending at lap 40. And then the final stage, a 50-lap stage, with a checkered flag flying at lap 90 if uh, if everything ends on the, the scheduled time, the scheduled number of laps. Is there potential for some overtime restarts? I think so, uh, especially just because we're getting down to that playoff cutoff line and down to the – basically just we're getting down to playoffs, right? So the aggression is going to be up. The, the competitiveness is going to be up. The gloves are going to come off. And these guys are going to give it all they've got. So uh, if if there's not, I don't think someone's going to wreck someone on purpose in order to get a restart. However, if there is a one restart towards the end, I bet there'll be more. So, um, and that's kind of some of the excitement that some of us like to watch, right? We'll just have to wait and see what happens at the end of the race. But I think the majority of the race is going to be some really long green flag runs. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Either way, 90-lap race. Uh, I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be really entertaining and enjoyable. And the storylines are going to be a lot of fun because we are so close to the playoffs. Let's give you some track facts for Watkins Glen. The layout that they're going to be doing is 2.45 miles around, 8 turns, and 115 feet of elevation change uh, across the course. So here's something to think about. You say, well, two road courses in a row, as we think here and talk here in a minute about the ones to watch, this should be pretty easy, right? I think it could be. But uh, here's here's something to think through that I think may offer enough variety for us to see some different players in uh, contention this weekend. First of all, it's an easier layout. The, the track layout itself is pretty simple. Uh, it's probably one of the, the, the most simple road course tracks that NASCAR goes to, if not the simplest. Uh, it's just, you know, eight turns. They're, they're nothing that's uh, earth-shattering. or It's not like the street course at Chicago. It's, it's a pretty simple, easy-to-learn, easy-to-execute racetrack, and NASCAR has been going here for a very long time. So these drivers that are here, they have a lot of experience on this track. They know it well. And so that may mean that uh, there's going to be some drivers that are, um, you know, that could be in contention to win the race that maybe we didn't see last week just because of uh, experience on the track. The other dynamic is this. We've got elevation change. I already mentioned it. 115 feet of elevation change um, throughout the course. Indy, I think, is flat, right? I mean, there's no mountains in the infield of the Indianapolis Speedway. So, uh, it's it's a flat track, uh, and so that you know, I'm just trying to think through what uh, Front Row did with Micah McDowell. They had a really strong car. Obviously, they won the race. Is there anything that they can translate from that to Watkins Glen? And I think there's going to be some, but I think there's more elements into setting up a car uh, whenever you have elevation change. And I'm no crew chief or engineer or anything like that. I'm just trying to think logically. You have to account for some of that elevation change. I think I would think you would have to in the way that you set up a car. So what does that mean? It means that there's more factors to think about, right? It's not just the balance of the car turning left and turning right and under braking and under acceleration. 
Uh, now it's doing those things uh, at an angle, right? At a slant, either up or downhill or uphill, downhill, whatever the case may be. So I think there's more to think about on the setup of a car. So can Michael McDowell and, and Front Row take the car that they won with last week and refurbish it and just bring it straight back to the track at Watkins Glen and win another one? I don't think it's quite that easy. Uh, but I, I think some most of what they know and have learned and worked on, they can translate over. But I think it's going to be a, a little bit tougher than... Uh, there's, I think there's just more factors in play in setting up a car here uh, because of the different dynamics of the racetrack. So uh, I could be totally off on that. I'm just trying to make you know logical sense of it and just try to anticipate, are we just going to see the same people? Is it Michael McDowell and Chase Elliott and Daniel Suarez that are going to be up there fighting for the win again? Could be, but I think it might not be. I think they'll be up there for sure, but I think we might have more because it's an easier track layout and there's it's a little bit tougher to nail I think it's going to be a little bit tougher to nail the setup at this track so that I think that might lend itself to having uh, some more uh, players towards the front of the field so who are my ones to watch this week uh, obviously I've talked about them and I'll talk about them again I think Michael McDowell has to be on your radar uh, I don't like. I, said, I, I don't know that he's going to win the race. I don't know if he's going to go back-to-back, but I think he's got a good shot of doing it. Of, of any time that he could do so, this is a weekend for it. Obviously, they won last week, so you can't go back-to-back without a previous win. That's kind of obvious, right? But I just two road courses in a row uh, with the win. Uh, he's got. They've got a lot of momentum. They've got a lot of knowledge, and they've done a lot of work. Makes sense. And... They finished in sixth place last year at Watkins Glen. Uh, the year before that was like in you know mid-pack, 20s plus. Uh, but last year they got sixth. So just take the, the growth that they've done from two years ago to last year and then coming out and getting a road course win this year, it makes sense that he's going to be up there towards the front fighting for this win. Also, uh, you got to be watching Kyle Larson. Why is that? Because he won the last two races here. 2022 and 2021 he was the race winner now he didn't lead the most laps last year chase elliott did that i believe from my research however kyle larson led a few but uh, most importantly he led the last one so he came home with the win two years in a row you i don't think you can discount that guy um last week at indy finished top 10 so um did pretty well at the road course to begin with and then going to come back to a track that they already have some success at you got to be watching Kyle Larson. And then my third one is Chase Elliott. Uh, he, he's probably in the biggest pickle of the whole field, right? Because he uh, has done so well at road courses in the past, and then we get this next-gen car, and some of that effectiveness, and, and not the skill, the skill is still there, but they just haven't been able to nail it like they could with the Gen 6 car. Um, they need to win a race in order to get into the playoffs, and nobody wants to wait for Daytona to try to guarantee their way in by a win. Uh, this is a really good chance for Chase Elliott and their team to be able to come out here and win the race uh, and lock themselves into the playoff. Like I said, he he led a lot of laps last year um, and uh, is kind of got his back up against the wall a little bit. I, th- I think you got to watch him finish second last week. A lot of confidence and a lot of drive, and all of these drivers have motivation to win the race. I'm not saying that no one else does or 
that Chase has more of it than anyone else. It's just they know what they got to do. They've got to win, and here's an opportunity for them to do that. So it's just going to be a matter of if the team, as well as Chase Elliott, can put their things together and execute a perfect race and uh, come out with a win. I think they've got a good shot to do so. So now comes the time for me to tell you who's going to win the race this weekend. And I'm kind of put myself in a pickle. And I'll, I'll blame exhaustion on this one. I said a little bit ago, talking about the playoff picture, that I think we're going to have a repeat winner this week. However, when I came down here to the ones to watch, I picked a new winner. So I'm kind of stuck between which one do I pick or do I rewrite it all. I'm not going to rewrite it all and tweak my notes to fit my storyline. I think I'm just going to go with it. I think that Chase Elliott is going to get the win. He was really close last week. They've got the motive. They've got the drive. They've got the skill. They've got the ability. Hendrick, uh, b- between him and Kyle Larson at this racetrack, they've they've got a lot of success, a lot of good laps in, a lot of data. I think he's I think he's going to pull it off. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of a I don't. Can you do both? I mean, can you say that it's going to be a repeat winner and then get to this part of the show and say it's going to be a new winner? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I have to go back and readdress <laughs> the playoff picture after this weekend's race. We'll, we'll see about that. But nonetheless, I think I'm just going to stick with it and, uh, and deal with the fact that uh, I, I uh, made conflicting statements in the show in regards to uh, who's going to win the race, whether a repeat winner or new winner. I think, it's, I think Chase Elliott's going to get it done. That's, that's my prediction for this weekend, and we'll see if we get it right. Um, let me know in the comments under the show post who you think is going to win the race this weekend at Watkins Glen. I'd be glad to know and would love to interact with you on social media. Let me know who you think is going to get it done. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Stage Break. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, do me a favor. Share the show with someone else that you know. Or even if you want, not opposed, share it on your social media platforms, whether Instagram, uh, Facebook, Uh, whatever, threads, I don't care. Share it wherever you want. Let people know that the show's out there and uh, get some other people involved in listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the race at Watkins Glen, and we'll catch you at the next stage break.